the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, it's your dude, I see robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one where, like, there's, like, a virus in the world, and we're all blah, 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 blah. It's all good in the hood, man. The world, the world is gonna be looking up soon, dude. It has to, right? It can't, it can't just keep going on a downward spiral for all eternity. Eventually, things are gonna have to have to turn around, and I feel like the odds of things turning around are better each and every day, because, I don't know, man, every day it doesn't happen, and just makes it more likely it's gonna happen the next day, right? I don't know. At, at any rate, I was... I was over at this area near my house. It's up past a Christian school. It's near the creek. It's like it's like this wooded patch. I don't know what you would call it. It's like an open space. It has it has a park sign for like for like park usage, but it's not like a park. I never I've never ever seen anyone over there, but I do know people go over there because there's like little trails. But it's like just a wooded grove near the creek over there, and I don't go over there hardly at all, which is, which is weird, because it is nice, there's lots of great places to take toy pictures over there, I've taken, I've taken a good deal of, uh, my good pictures over there lately, because you got the creek, which gives you, like, a creaky water terrain, and you got trees, and moss, and just all kinds of cool stuff, but I was, I was over there, and I really wanted to get down to the creek, because there was water in the creek, and it just rained, and I had a Fisher Price Adventure people, and a little boat, that I wanted to take a picture of near near the water, and I, I was having a hard time getting down into the creek. It was very steep, and it was very muddy. But 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 finally I did, and I got the pictures, and they came out they came out pretty good. I was dressed appropriately for this. I was wearing you know shorts and like a jumper and like hiking shoes. I was ready for this. So when I couldn't when I couldn't easily get down, it should have tipped me off that maybe this was like not the best move. But I. I was down there, and then I decided, well, it's time, time to get back home, time to get back up. So I'm, I'm going up the, the side of the creek, and like the, the rock that I put my foot in, just like it was mud, it just gave way, it just like popped out, and it popped out, and I fell forward, and I did some kind of like squirrely move to try to like maintain my balance, and I grabbed a root, and it, it did kind of suck, but it could have sucked worse. I, I did kind of like. I tweaked my lower back a little bit. You know how, like, you make, like, super sudden moves, and the next thing you know, you, like, tweaked your back? I I did do that, but it, it wasn't that bad. But it, like, it reminded me of a time that I hadn't thought of in, like, a million billion years. This was, like, this was, like, back in the 90s, and me and my crew, my posse, my mossy, my boys, we were all, like, we were all, all mobbing about downtown. And we decided to, like, walk through the creek, walk down through the creek, over to the bus stop. There's a creek that runs near our uh, downtown. We were over at this Olive Park, this park called Olive Park. Now, that park is super sketchy nowadays. At the time, it was okay. But we were at Olive Park, and we decided to dip down into the creek. And we're like, well, let's take the creek all the way down to the bus station. We took the bus downtown. Let's take the creek all the way down. We'll grab the bus. We'll mob back home. So we're, like, walking and walking and walking to the creek. And it was pretty nice. There was water. It was, you know, it was cool. It was fun. We're having a really good time throwing rocks, just, like, hitting things with sticks, walking around, doing all that kind of stuff, and finally, we started to get near the bus station, and we started, like, we started to realize that, like, we had to find a way out. We had to, like, get out of the creek, and all, like, the entries that we had passed were, like, way, way long behind us, right? And then we, and we kind of came to this realization, that, like, I don't think there's a way out near the bus station. I don't think there's anything anything, like, easily accessible that's going to give you the access to the bus station. So we're like, well, let's, uh, let's climb up here. Let's climb up the concrete walls and get out. So we're going, like, 
up the wall, and it's like it's pretty steep. It's not like a like a you know a direct grade, but it's it's fairly steep. But we're like going up and going up and going up, and then we get to like they're like these bushes, these like blackberry bushes down at the bottom. So you got to go up, and then we had to go sideways over the bushes, and then up again to where the fence was, and then we'd be able to maybe theoretically climb over the fence. The fence had barbed wire in it, so the whole thing was. The whole thing was quite whack. We should have just turned back. But the idea of going back seemed far more energy intensive than just like going forward. But in fact, the opposite would have been would have been true a million times over. But I'm going up. And then as I start to go over the uh, the berry bushes, this was like a sideways move, like a lateral move. When I say over, I mean, I was kind of going sideways and they were kind of like down below me, but it was an incline. It wasn't like a straight drop or anything. Gotta, gotta understand that. So I'm going like past the bushes and I slipped. I slipped completely, slid down the side of the ravine, like right into these blackberry bushes. And it was horrible. These are thorny bushes. And I was, I was in it like almost up near my neck. Like I shot right down into it, like zick. I'm stuck down in there, and I was just, like, encased in this stuff. It was like, it was like the famous ECW barbed wire match between Sabu and Terry Funk, and I was just, like, completely wrapped in the bushes. I was down in there, and I'm, like, yelling out to my friends. I'm like, yo, yo, I'm stuck. Yo, I'm stuck. And they're looking down, and they see that I can't get out, and we're all like, how are we going to get you out? Just climb out, man. Just climb out. And I'm like, I cannot climb out. I am just, like... I am trapped. I am like caught. I'm like pinched. I'm I'm securely. I am like completely just like entombed amongst these these brambles, right? Eventually, they kind of came to the idea where like one dude was going to get the fence and the other dude was going to go down and they were going to like hold hands and like lower themselves down to me and I was going to have to like reach up and grab my homie's hands and we were going to like we were going to, like, daisy chain our, our way out of there. I was so trapped. I I have, like, completely blocked this out. I didn't even, like, remember it until I slipped in the mud that day and the whole thing flooded back to me. I was, like, I was so in there that if, like, I was alone, if I was, like, trapped by myself, I might have to just start screaming help until somebody called a paramedic. I was, like, in it to lose it. Like, my head was coming out. My whole body was trapped. There was nothing for me to, like, push my feet against to, like, climb out or anything. It wasn't like I could climb out. I'm just, like, I'm just, like, dangling in there like a, like a, like a bug in a spider web. It was awful. Eventually, they did get me out. We made it to the bus. We made it home. I lost my hat. Remember that? My hat fell down into there. And, you know, being, like, a hip-hop homie, dude, your hat was, like, it was, like, your thing. But I had it, like, tilted sideways on my head, all gangster style, and it just fell right off. Right, right into the bushes. I, I had my pants with a sag at the time too. I'm lucky that like they didn't get hooked on the brambles. They somehow made it up with me. I could have wound up hatless and pantless, but I was scratched up on the bus. It was awful. It was whack. I, I felt like sharing this story with you just to let you guys know. I don't always win it. Sometimes I biff it. Sometimes I fall in the bushes. We all fall in the bushes sometimes. We all gotta, we all gotta get our homies to help us out of the bush. Maybe as a country, we're in the bushes right now. And we just, we need some support to get out. We need people to reach down and pull us out. Anyway, let's let's move on to more interesting news before we go into the uh, top five movies of the year. That's the the focus of this episode. I, I did something kind of lame, but something good came out of it. You know, the other week I got that message from Steve Balboni on Cameo. I, 
I went over there and I messaged him just to say thanks and to say that, uh, you know, I was a fan. Like a total goober. Like a total mark. Like the biggest mark there's ever been. I, I, I felt so silly after I sent it and I, I wished I could have pulled it back. But I also included a couple links to episodes in there. The ones that I talked about Steve Macaroni and stuff. Because I thought maybe he'd get a kick out of it. Maybe he'd get a kick out of knowing that some people out there are still very supportive of his Hall of Fame uh, opportunities. But... And check it out. The other day, I got another message. I got another message uh, via Cameo. He sent me a freebie, as it were. Let me play that right now. And then we're going to go into the uh, top five movies of 2020. This is fun. Balboni is a really nice guy. Steve Balboni, if you're listening, I don't think you are. But if you're listening, I appreciate you sending this in. You're a real great guy. You made my childhood a lot more fun. Let's play the message. Hey, I see robots. This is Steve Balboni, the New York Yankees. I listened to that thing you sent me, and I uh, just wanted to say thanks for thinking of me. And uh, thanks for saying nice things about my mustache. Me and the old crumb catcher really appreciate that. <laughs> anyway, thanks, and keep on swinging for the fences. The Pandemic Pantry, with your host, the Sausagitarian. Guys, 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 how are you doing? It's me, your little friend, Sarah Burr, also known as the Sausagitarian. I don't know when you're going to hear this, but right now it's January, and in January, people like to make New Year's resolutions. I didn't make any this year. I already quit drinking. I'm already in a program of fitness, got the HPI in effect, and I really don't eat a lot of meat, so I better pick up some bad habits to get my resolutions going. Um... I, I kind of not a huge fan of resolutions because it seems like most people end up breaking them and disappointing themselves. But I have a little kitchen measuring tip you can implement, and maybe that can be your resolution. This year, I'll measure things differently. Or maybe not, depending on the tip I'm going to give you, which is this. Measuring cups are not all the same. You've got dry measuring cups and liquid measuring cups. The liquid measuring cups are like glass or plastic. You have a handle right, for liquid. And dry measuring cups are usually metal or also plastic, and they are for dry goods. It shouldn't seem like I should have to say that these things are different, but I have run into people who didn't know that one thing is for liquids and one thing is for dry goods, like flour and sugar go in the dry measuring cup, and maple syrup would go in the liquid measuring cup. If you measure flour in the liquid measuring cup, your measurement's going to be up. Same goes for measuring maple syrup in the dry measuring cup, okay? So if you want your recipe to turn out more on the nose, use the right measuring cup. A liquid measuring cup costs like seven bucks, maybe. I don't know. I got one that was made in the USA and it was seven bucks, okay? So you can get yourself one of those. You can get yourself a set of dry measuring cups and just be measuring things the correct way all year long. That is an easy resolution. That is one you can do, and I'm 100% behind it. What a, uh, what a wacky time to be alive. I get two answering machine messages. I get one from Steve Balboni, the Yankee great, and then I get one from the kitchen great, Sarah Burr, the sausagitarian. I gotta say, like, right off the bat, I, I never really even thought about the differences in, in measuring cups. I know that, like, when I put my, my logical mind to it, and I look at it, and I think about it, obviously... There are two different kinds of measuring cups, but I never had that thought when I was, when I was like in the kitchen, I just used the one that I have. So I, I'm also guilty of this. 
I guess. Sorry. Sorry to the world. But hey, that's all good advice. That's all good stuff. That's all great stuff. I also, I also try to stay away from, um, New Year's resolutions because I, I, I agree with the fact that, like, they're mostly, like, destined to fail. And then you feel bad about it for failing. I think that if, you, if you're going to succeed in making, like, life changes, you kind of, you kind of got to do it gradually. Like, you can't wake up one day and say, I'm going to be vegan from now on and out. I'm going to, I'm going to eschew all unhealthy products. It's best to try to Try to start slow and maybe, like, wake up one day and say, I'm going to cut down the salt. Or I'm going to cut down the sugar. Or I'm going to cut down the uh, animal proteins. And then, like, take it from there and kind of increase it, increase it, increase it to eventually you're, you're succeeding. Of course, I also fall into this trap. Like I, like, I started this diet program and I just, one day I just said, this is what it is from now on. And it's been... It's been like that from now on, but I, I, I felt like I had to take drastic measures to achieve success. But a uh, big shout out to the Sausagetarian, man. I definitely appreciate you sending that message in. I appreciate you thinking about us. I hope that life is treating you well. We haven't spoken in a little bit, which is kind of sad, but, um, you know, you know how that goes sometimes. Sometimes you're like talking to your friends like every single day, emailing all the time. Other times you kind of drift apart, but then you come back together again. And right now... Right now, after the the strenuous work involved with getting the uh, the cookie special out there, I think she's had enough of my uh, grueling taskmaster likeness, and she's she's laying low in the uh, woods, the woods of good old Ohio. I've never been to Ohio. I hear it's nice. She says it's nice. I believe her. I believe that it's true. But I know I've never been there. I've been to Michigan. I've been to Indiana. I've been to Tennessee. I've been to Kentucky. I've been to all kinds of different states, but I've never. I've never not never been to Ohio. I would go. I would totally go. If somebody, if somebody gifted me a trip to Akron or Cleveland or something, I'd take in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Heck, check out, check out what else Ohio has to offer. I, I appreciate that. You can find her at Sausagetarian on the Instagram, at Sausagetarian on the tweets, all over the place like that. She's going to be doing some live uh, streams of recipes. I watched one the other day. Follow her on Instagram because you'll see when she goes live and I saw her cooking something in her kitchen. It was like super duper fun. It was like we were, it was like we were hanging out. Me and the wife both watched it and then uh, the wife got inspired and she made a soup. She made a soup that night. That night. That was um really great in the Instant Pot. Sarah Burr's an Instant Pot expert. But at any rate, let's move forward. We're going to take a look at what were the top five movies of the year 2020. It's going to be more fun than you think. The Top 5 Movies of 2020. Number 5. Legends of Wrestling, one of the biggest events of the year. 10,000 fans in attendance as Ken Anderson takes on David Arquette. David Arquette is the wrestler sucks. I'd like to announce my return to professional wrestling. You cannot kill David Arquette 2020. The number five movie that I saw in the year of 2020 was a documentary about the life of David Arquette called You Cannot Kill David Arquette. In this, David Arquette, the actor, famed Hollywood actor, returns to the wrestling ring in a hope of turning around his uh, 
what some would say unrespected, disrespected status. Back in the days of uh, WCW, they did they did like a publicity stunt where David Arquette won the uh, championship, and it kind of it kind of put a stain on his name as far as wrestling fans. Wrestling fans kind of. That kind of held him up as an example of everything that was wrong with WCW at the time. And he sort of undeservedly took the rap for a lot of things. And he's a he's a lifelong wrestling fan, and this bothered him. So he decided to train, become an actual factual wrestler, and get out there and hit the indie circuit. And this, this movie documents the whole thing. It's a lot of fun. Even if you're not like that into wrestling. I myself, I'm into wrestling... And I like David Arquette, so this one was, like, right in my wheelhouse. But I, I thought that it was enjoyable nonetheless. There's some cool wrestling scenes. There's some funny scenes from David Arquette's life. It's cool, man. It's, like, very low-key as far as production. It's not, like, an over-the-top kind of super in-your-face documentary, but there's a lot of wrestling. A lot of David Arquette doing weird David Arquette stuff, David Arquette training. So if you're into any of those things, if you like the wrestling, you like the David Arquette, this might be something you're into. Pretty... Pretty good movie. I watched this one on Voodoo. I rented it on the online. I think it was like $6.99 or something. It's gonna, it's gonna be about that range for you guys. But check it out, man. Check it out. This was definitely a nice sleeper, uh, sleeper doc in 2020. Number four. Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. This film may contain the following. Illicit behavior. We can get nasty. First, I want you to. Ooh. After that, I'm gonna. Then I want you to. Whoa! I quit. And foul language. You fat. Expletive deleted. Boo boo kitty. Expletive deleted. Ben Affleck, Shannon Elizabeth, Will Ferrell, Jason Lee. Another white boy in this movie? Damn! Chris Rock, Jay and Silent Bob. Reboot. Rated R. The number four movie on my list of movies that came out in 2020 is Jay and Silent Bob the Reboot. This is this is like the Avengers Endgame of the Kevin Smith view askew universe. Except except it's not really ending anything, but it does bring in all the characters that you've seen before into one giant thing, and it's a it's a massive celebration of the combined shared universe that our guy Kevin Smith has made, dude. Back back in the day when I was like hanging and banging around the video store, and then after the video store, I was taking my video store earnings and going over to the comic book store to buy my buy my weekly books and stuff. I was like deeply into the Kevin Smith combined view askew universe, dude. This this thing encompassed, like, comic books. I would buy all the comic books and then videos and just just any other thing that you can think of. Way before, like, the MCU, Kevin Smith combined a universe of characters together into one one giant fun thing. I was into it, dude. I was just, like, so into it. At one point, at one point me and Kevin Smith had a falling out. And I, I've tried to think about it and figure out what that was about. And I, I don't really have any idea to be honest, what it was that, that drove the wedge into uh, me and the Kevin Smith universe. But I'm I'm back. I'm back in it. I'm in it to win it. The, the, the basic story of the Jay and Silent Bob reboot is that they are going to reboot the Jay and Silent Bob movie that they shot in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. The only, the only catch is that Kevin Smith is directing the film and our guys Jay and Silent Bob just can't go with that jive. So they, they go out of their way to try to destroy the, uh, the production. It's more than that. It's a real love letter to the View Askew universe. You get to see all these characters that you know and love from the past all together again. Everybody, everybody's shown lovingly. It's just a real, real love letter to all this. And if you're into this in any way, if you've ever seen Clerks, if you've ever seen Mallrats, if you've ever seen Chasing Amy, if you've ever seen Clerks 2, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, any of these movies, 
the Clerks cartoons, maybe you've read the uh, Oni uh, comic books. I don't know if you're into this in any way. This movie ties it all together with a nice little bow, and it's great. I, I loved it. I thought it was fun. It's on Amazon. When we saw it, we rented it over at good old Joe Video, but it's now on Amazon. There's also like a making of, like a making of documentary, which I haven't had the chance to watch, but it looks cool, man. I do plan on checking that out. So if you're if you're a fan, you're going to want to view this one. Let's see what is the, the number three. Number three. He's watched your every move. He's followed your every step. Hello? He's closer than you think. <laughs> Which you can't see. Where are you? Can hurt you. Show yourself! There you are. The Invisible Man. The number three movie on my list is The Invisible Man. This was a Blumhouse horror movie starring Lizzie Moss. It's a take on the old, the old Universal Monsters character, The Invisible Man, but with like a whole, with a whole new high-tech spin. I thought this was pretty fun. This one was also, I think, the last movie that we saw at the theaters, man. So I, I don't know if we never go back, if the theaters never open again, if that whole thing is taken over by uh, home media. This will go down in history. I don't think that'll happen in any way. I think that once things go back to normal, dude, people got to go on dates. People got to go out. And the movies is uh, something people do when they go out, man. It's it's all good. It's going to be a struggle. But I think that, that things will go back in that regard. But anyway, the, the basic story is that Lizzie Moss is stalked by an ex-boyfriend. And he has, like, an invisible thing going on. And he murders. And there's, like, killing and scariness. I, I don't want to give, like, too much away. The movie's playing on HBO right now. If you happen to have HBO, you can you can check this one out. Like I said, we saw it in the theaters. Man, when when this came out, we saw it, we liked it, and we were like, this is probably the start of a really good movie year. This one's a lot of fun, really cool, kind of a low-budget sort of horror thing. The whole tech spin on it uh, really gave it like a, like a fresh coat of paint. Also, Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men from uh, any number of great things. She really brought like a, a real gravitas to the work. Blumhouse puts out good horror. I really think that they do. I think that they're a nice little low-budge movie company. But when you when you get like a top-flight actor and you, and you put him in there with, with this sort of grindhouse-y kind of stuff, you sometimes wind up with a uh, pretty nice product. And this is uh, definitely a case of that. Check it out on HBO. It's on HBO Max or whatever. We finally got HBO Max. I have a Roku. And it's taken it's taken like forever for Roku and HBO to come to a deal. I still had the old HBO app. So I, I you know, was able to like follow my stories. But um, I didn't have all the news stories. The HBO Max app is pretty good. It has a lot of the things that are on DC Universe. Not all of it. I hope eventually you do get all of it. But there is a, a, a good amount of it. Batman animated is on there, as well as, like, the whole HBO thing. I I don't think I need to give you guys an HBO commercial, but that's where the movie is right now, if you're looking out for it. Let's jump ahead and see what's number two. That'll be fun, right? Yeah, it'll be a great time. Oh, yeah, but, um, first, uh, a word from show sponsor, Shasta. Don't give me that so, so, soda. Drink, Shasta. I wanna, I Drink, Shasta. We now return you to the list. Number two. I was 
like you to consider an offer. I am not for sale. This is a big number. And this? Oh, this is a big gun. I forgot to wash my hands. Make way for the gentleman. Rated R, January 24th. The number two movie that I saw last year was a movie known as The Gentleman. The Gentleman was directed by Guy Ritchie, who you might know from Snatch. You might know him from Lock, Stock, and Two Broken Barrels. You might know him from, like, any number of things. I don't know the King Arthur movie last year. He he was, like, a real big shot as far as directing went, like, the 90s, late two, 2000s. And he, he made that name with, like hardcore British gangster flicks and this movie The Gentleman is a return to that form. This is this is a story of street level dudes. This is a story of upper crust dudes in the crime game. This is like a real dynamite, real fun movie. It stars Matt McConaughey. It stars Matthew McConaughey. It has Charlie Hunnam. It has Hugh Grant. It has like all sorts of people in it. Colin Farrell is in it and he is fantastic. There's rapping. There's fighting, there's backflips, there's shooting, there's, like, all kinds of British slang. This movie is, like, really, really, really fun. I don't know where it's playing right now. I suppose I could look it up, but I'm not I'm not going to do so. You can, you can do that. It's not on HBO. It's not on Netflix. I'm talking, like, for free. It's not on HBO. It's not on, like, Netflix. I don't think it's, like, on, on the Amazon Prime. It's out there. It's out there somewhere. Maybe Showtime. I don't know. This was... This was the first of two movies on my top five list that I now own on Blu-ray. We got this one over at Joe Video, and there, this was quite a search. Like, we'd go to Joe Video, like, every couple of weeks, seeing what uh, new new previously viewed Blu-rays he's put out. And I never, not, never saw The Gentleman, and then I, I wanted to have it. I wanted to see it again. We only saw it that one time at the theater, so I, I bought it used on eBay. I think it was only like six, seven, eight, maybe like nine ninety nine. I don't know. I did pay for it though. So that that shows that it's a movie that I will go out of my way to see again. It's just very enjoyable. It has a bunch of different stories all going on at the same time that all kind of intertwine. I feel like I feel like you can jump in at any moment in this movie and get like some kind of enjoyment out of it. Even if it's not just for like the weird slang and the fighting and the guns and the the British action, British thugs. It's a good one, man. Let's uh Let's see, dude. That's a that's a pretty sterling recommendation there. I don't know what could be better than that, but let's uh let's jump forward and find out what was number one. Number one. Listen carefully. You are now descending seven miles to the bottom of the ocean. Was that an earthquake? No. Gotta get you with the escape pod. How? We walk. We're just gonna walk with insufficient oxygen. I don't know what's out there. Turn your lights off. Underwater. We drilled to the bottom of the ocean, and we don't know what came out. My uh, favorite movie that came out last year was the Kristen Stewart underwater horror film known as Underwater. I thought this movie was a hoot and a half, dude. I thought it was great. I am naturally drawn to, like, under-the-sea tales, and this was... This was, like, right up in my alley. The movie stars Kristen Stewart as an engineer on a deep-sea mining crew who accidentally cracks open a hole and releases all kinds of deep-sea monsters. They have to escape. They have to find some way to make it to the surface alive. It's cool. It's scary. It is short. It is, like, all action. The movie starts with, like, a scene with Kristen Stewart brushing her teeth. Before you know it, the action's popping off. Things are popping off. It goes quick. It just keeps going and going and going. It's awesome. I looked for this over at the Joe video on Blu-ray for like, I don't even know how long. We were going. Never saw it. 
went again, never saw it, went again to rent something, never saw it. Then I started looking for it on the online, and it's like 23 bucks. I haven't been able to find, like, used version. I haven't been able to find anything like that, and I don't really want to pay $23 for Blu-ray. But the movie started playing on HBO, which is awesome, because I've seen it like 5 or 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 times since then. What? What really makes the movie awesome, besides, like, the, the cool story and the cool setting and all that stuff, is that, like, Kristen Stewart really comes through as an action star in a way that you had no reason to expect that she does. She brings, like, a real vulnerability to the character, much like much like Ripley in Aliens. And that's the, uh, that's the comparison you keep hearing. Kristen Stewart's playing this whole movie like, like, she's scared. But she's doing it. She's fighting. She's making her way through. She's uncertain. She's scared. She's nervous. It's very a very vulnerable performance that I feel like we need more of in action movies. Action movies nowadays tend to have like invincible dudes like The Rock. I love The Rock. Invincible dudes like uh, Jason Statham. I love him too. But we need some more like we need some more like everyman action stars. We need to have some people out there who kind of put the thing in the situation where you're like you know. If this were jumping off, if I were involved in this, and this were jumping off this way, yeah, maybe, possibly, I could do what this person's doing and get through. It's important to have that kind of, that kind of thing in your action, as much as it is to have superheroes. Everything's fun. We all like all kinds of movies. Everything's great. I swear I just heard a weird sound right now. Like, I heard something and I don't know, uh, what it was. That was weird. I feel a little creeped out. It's windy right now. It's like really windy outside. We're having like a bit of a windstorm. It was windy all through the night and it's kind of kind of rattling the shades in a creepy way. I wonder, I wonder if that's what it was. We'll be back in a sec. The best movie was Underwater. Go see it. It's on HBO right now. You will like it because it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Real short, really exciting flick. We told you to Drink Shasta, when will you start taking this seriously? Okay, it is me, and we are back. You would not know this. You would not know this, but this is actually factually the second time that I've gone through this episode. I did the episode, right? I did the whole thing, like... Like, up until, up until this point, I was up at, uh, up here, where I am right now, and for whatever reason, like, the file, the file got corrupted when I came to finish it up the next morning. So right now is, like, the second day, and, like, the second take. The episode's pretty much the same as the other one. I did it, like, pretty much exactly the same, but I, I had to rebuild it, re-edit it, redo some parts. It was just, like, it was a mess. I, I was like, do I just, like, trash this whole thing and just say, forget it, or do I do it? And I said, well, you might as well just, like, redo it. You have, like, most of the pieces. It's not, like, it's not, like, a ton of work, but it does kind of stink. So I feel like I've done three episodes this week. I am burnt. I am tired. But it's all, it's all good, man. When you take on a responsibility, you got to see it through. You got to see it through. And I said that there was going to be two episodes. And two episodes there shall be. There was, there was some controversy on the Twitter this week. People were talking about who would win a fight. Between Captain America and Batman, this is a topic I talked on uh, the other episode that came out on, um, what was it, Monday. I I am, like, completely entrenched in the camp that Captain America beats Batman. And there's kind of a popular argument against that, saying that Bats will win because Bats fights dirty. And Cap is, like, really clean cut. And he is clean cut. He is. He is that. But you also, you also have to consider, like, he's a, a veteran of World War II. So Cap has... 
he for sure has blood on his hands. And I, I do know a lot about Batman, but I'm not like a complete and total Batman scholar. And I'm sure that like, I'm sure the Batman has killed somebody or caused somebody to die somewhere over the years, but he's not like, he's not like someone who's fought on the battlefields of Normandy. He's not like somebody who's fought in Iwo Jima and all these battles. Because when you see like Cap's war comics, Cap was like, he was like seemingly everywhere. And you know that the man has massive amounts of blood on his hands. So if it has to come down to like a dirty fight, I believe the one who has the more experience in a dirty fight is Cap. That's just my my logical thinking on this point. I I could see Batman win. It's not like I see it as like Cap is going to destroy him every single fight. Batman could win. Sometimes a dirty trick leads to success. It happens. It happens in wrestling all the time. Dude sneaks something in, hits somebody, they win. They beat somebody better than them. It can happen. But I think that by and large... Cap is going to be able to handle Batman. He's like the super soldier. He has that serum. He has those those steroids pumping through his veins. The last time Batman fought somebody who was all roided up, that was Bane. And Bane broke him in half. And I have comic book proof that Captain America destroys Bane in a fight. That's just how I see it. That's how I see it. We can agree to disagree on all these points. It's all just comic books. Sometimes I wonder, when you're talking about these kind of things, who would be the one who would have the final say. For example, uh, Stan Lee. You know, he's the dude who invented Captain America. Jack Kirby. Or uh, Bill Finger. The dudes who invented Batman. Who would have the say? Because each of those guys would naturally be biased toward their creation. So you would need some sort of... Some sort of an impartial ambassador to, like, be in between the two companies. And decide who would win if they fought. I wonder who would be a good person for that. Maybe somebody at, like, Image... Maybe somebody from one of these big third companies. Maybe find somebody from, like, Archie, like Dan Parent. Find somebody who knows a lot about comics and follows the comic game but doesn't work for either company. So he can just be, like, completely impartial. Maybe you find just, like, somebody who's, like, a comic book expert out there. And you kind of decide that they're the one. Maybe, like, a Kevin Smith. Nah, Kevin Smith is too, he's too emotional about these things to, like, really, really know. Maybe, like, a Walt Flanagan from Comic Book Men, also from the Kevin Smith Kevin Smith universe? I don't know. This is something to think about. Who would be the perfect final word impartial judge of who wins intercompany comic book fights? I know not. Hit me up with, uh, if you have some ideas, hit me up with those ideas. I'd love to hear them. I think this is kind of, kind of interesting. I think, I think a good fight would also be Batman versus Wolverine. I think Cap takes out Wolverine if they fight too. I just kind of think like hand-to-hand Cap takes out most everybody. But um, Batman versus Wolverine. That's a good one too. I, I think that by and large Batman would win that fight. But Wolverine might get those claws into his guts. But Batman Batman handles all kinds of like dangerous dangerous characters who are also like beasts. Like Wolverine. So I, I do think that he could probably handle him. But I don't know. That's another one that could go either way. It's hard to say. I... I think that I am getting near the end of this. It's been a hard week of recording. Nah, that's not true. It's been a good week of recording. We've all had a lot of fun. We had a good time. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything important that I have to say before I, I, like, fully, fully head for the hills. Today's garbage day. I gotta go roll the bins to the street. That's the important thing that I have to do right now in uh, the present. The other day, one last thing. The other day we went to uh, Healdsburg. That's this town that's, like, a couple towns over the other way from uh, Petaluma. Different directions. This is where the Walmart is. 
in that direction. So we're we headed down over there to get to get these ice cream slushy treats that they have at this one place. I I do allow myself a treat from time to time, but like my rule of thumb on a treat is that I got to get it outside the house. I got to go travel to get it. I don't try to keep the treats in the house. So knowing that like I got to go two towns over to get this thing, it really makes me decide whether I want it or not and whether I deserve it or not. But anyway, I decided I deserved it. I've had a good week and we were over there. We got our treats. Then we went to a park with a uh, with a river. It's just called the river around here. And I was tossing rocks. And I was trying to throw a rock, like, all the way across the river. It's like a wide river, but it's not like... It's not like the old Mississippi. It's not like the Ohio River or anything. It is reachable with a rock, but I just wasn't doing it. Like, I'm throwing it. I'm coming close. I'm not making it. It would be a good throw. Like, to make it all the way across, like, onto the beach, it would be, like... It would be a good throw. It was definitely, like, the the outer spectrum of my ability to throw. Like, I would have to really, like, zing one out there. So I'm zinging them as best that I can. And also, like, these aren't, like, necessarily round rocks. They're, like, flat rocks, weird rocks. So it's like, I'm not making it. I'm not making it. And I'm getting not frustrated, but I want to do it. And, like, when you're doing something like this, there gets to be a point where, like, you're in so deep, right? You've already thrown, like, ten rocks. So you're, like, you're in so deep that if you leave without making it, it's going to be just, like, it's going to feel feel bad. It's gonna be a pain. So I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm not reaching it. I'm not reaching it. I'm not reaching it. And finally, like, I landed one, like, right on the edge. Like, right on the edge of what I would acceptably call the beach. And then it rolled back into the water. And I was just like, you know, good enough. I, I feel like sometimes in life you gotta settle for just, just good enough. If you know it's gonna be the best you're gonna do, just, uh, move on. But now my arm my arm is killing me. My shoulder is just killing me. I threw so many rocks. And for for whatever reason, like, I forgot. I forgot about these rocks. So I, um, I woke up and I was like, why does my arm hurt so bad? I'm, like, holding my arm. It's all, it's all like, lightning bolts are shooting out of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm complaining to my wife. And I was like, I don't know why my arm hurts. She's like, because you were throwing rocks, dummy. You threw rocks, like, half an hour. As hard as you could without warming up. And here I am with that. But, uh... Next week, we're going to have the um, the big This Boring Life. It's about portable media players, Walkmans, radios, things like that. I'm going to go over, I'm doing my best to go over every Walkman, every radio, every MP3 player I had up until what I'm doing right now for music on the go. It's fun. It's good. I like to listen to music. So this one is um, a thought-out episode. You're going to enjoy it. It's going to be great. It's about an hour until we meet again. This is me, a dude. I see robots. Do the time. Don't let the time do you. E-L-E. That's right. E-L-E. What does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Everybody love everybody. everybody. Rains are back. Everybody love everybody. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production.